What's up, guys? My name's Carly. I'm Annabelle. And as you can see from the title, today we're going to be talking about trust. So, Annabelle, what's your idea of trust? Um, having complete and utter, like, faith in people to not wrong you or, like, hurt you in any way. What's your idea of trust? Um, I take trust very seriously, and if I feel like I can't trust somebody, I probably will be a little different around them compared to someone that I consider a friend. Um, trust is very, very important to me, so if I feel like I can't trust somebody as well, I'll probably kind of distance myself off and no longer let them in and be a part of my life. Mm-hmm. How do you think your life would be if you didn't have any trust in anybody? I feel like... If I didn't have any trust in anybody, my life would be really lonely. I feel like there would be a time to be confident that I as a whole and as an individual could do anything by myself, but without trust in anyone else, I don't think I would feel comfortable even confronting or approaching anyone to talk to them as humans. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like your life would be without trust um I feel like it would be really lonely as well and I feel like I'm more of a social person like I love being around people and I think it would take a really like big toll on my life just not being able to talk to anybody mm-hmm. now you're probably curious as to why we're talking about the topic of trust so much um we recently just read the book called the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime by Mark Haddon And within the book, trust stays a very constant moral. It doesn't really change um, the perception of trust anyway. It doesn't really change. But the main character himself, um, he realizes a lot of people and his trust in them starts to change or fade, as well as within himself. So throughout our studies of finding, like, the basis of trust and everything, three key points stood out a lot and kept popping up in our findings. And the first one was vulnerability. So this is kind of just, like, how open you are to trusting someone and how much trust you would, like, put into them and kind of, like, how open you are with yourself and, like, giving all of your trust to them. And the second one was, like, violations and reactions of trust. So, like, how someone could break your trust and, like, the reactions you would have. So, disappointment, hurt, fear, anger, something like that. And within the book, actually, Christopher does have his trust broken by someone he put all of his trust into and he's very fearful after that of person and he doesn't want to live with him anymore or have any relationship with him anymore and then the third one we found was a reliance of trust so this is the book's perspective of trust and Christopher is very reliant on his father and um, his father does everything for him and uh, Christopher trusts him the most throughout the whole book and Christopher's trust is really black and white as well so he either trusts you to the fullest extent or he doesn't trust you as all Um, There's no really gray color within his perspective of trust. So in the beginning of the book, like right off the bat, you find out that Christopher takes trust very, very seriously, even within himself. Throughout the book, Christopher intends on being a very truthful and trustworthy person. As the story continues, um, if you didn't know, it begins off as Christopher trying to find out who murdered the neighbor's dog. 
Um, as the story continues on, his father kind of starts to prevent him from investigating this murder mystery. So Christopher starts lying to his father about his whereabouts and saying that he's not investigating when really he is. So even like Christopher's perception of trust starts to blind him to his own untrustworthiness. And also in the beginning of the book, you really see how Christopher views trust and it really sets the basis of how he's going to view trust throughout the whole book because he mentions how he's going to write a novel and how he doesn't really like reading novels besides science and math books because they lie, because they um, didn't really happen and he views that as lying and he hates that and he can't read that without being overwhelmed with emotions. Annabelle, when you reached the climax of the book, what was your reaction to it? I was completely and utterly flabbergasted by what had happened. Um, it was it was so unexpected, really, and um, I also felt for Christopher a lot because you like throughout the whole book, you saw how he his thought process, how he like really worked things out in his head, and like when this happened, you really saw how he was trying to work out every possibility in his head, and it was all coming back, and it was like he was making himself like physically sick, just trying to make this thing like not be true to find out all the possibilities, and he was truly thinking of it like anything could have happened, so I really felt for him and how how he found out about everything. And it was really kind of heartbreaking to read, too, because you sympathize with Christopher throughout the whole book. And um, this, like, he never really has to answer to his emotions throughout the whole book. He's not really an emotional person. But, like, this is one part of the book where you really see him battling with having these feelings. Um, what did What was your reaction whenever you read when I read I Was the Same, I was really just taken aback because it really just shocked me. But I think I more so felt for Christopher because this whole time he's trying to stay true to himself and he's talking about how much he doesn't like lying and all this and that. And he would never lie and he knows his dad would never lie. But then when you get to that climax part of the book, there's this big whole entire lie but it's not even just the one that he finds out he finds out more than just one lie that he's been told and the second lie is has gone on for months for years and Christopher like you said I mean he is completely like sick and he's just trying to find he's in denial he's just completely in a panic attack he's going through denial and he's just trying to find out like any other way that this could have happened without the person being the one who did all of this to him. And I feel like Christopher doesn't really know how to react in this kind of situation because he was very hurt, he felt very sick, and he was in pain. And I think it was just, it was a really big turning point that you did not see coming at the beginning of the book. Within the book, um, after Christopher has gone on and on about being a very trustworthy and not a lying individual and people around him, he knows that they would not, he later on finds out that his very own father, who he has put a ton of trust and reliance on, is actually the one who killed Wellington, which is the dog in the neighborhood. 
Christopher not only finds this out, um, he also finds, because his father took away his mystery book to journal everything down about the mystery and who could have done it. When Christopher's searching for the book, he finds a letter, and it's addressed to him himself, and he's really confused because it's a letter coming from London, and he doesn't understand why his dad wouldn't have ever told him this because he believes that his father would never lie to him. Christopher then finds out that um, his mother has not passed away from a heart attack, but she is fully alive. Um, she had an affair, and now she lives with the afferent or boyfriend in London. So with Christopher's reaction to being betrayed by his father, like it's a very new feeling to him and he's reacting like he's never reacted like that before and um, it's probably really far-fetched for him but to the readers it's really not an odd reaction because Christopher has never lost trust in anybody before especially his father and he he's really just lost all trust in the one person he trusted the most in this world because he's had so much reliance on his father and that's how he based his trust off of and throughout the whole entire book like you are showed like how much he truly relies on his dad and his dad being the one that makes him breakfast and um, Christopher gets arrested for assaulting a cop and his dad is the one to bail him out of jail and be there for him so Christopher has truly relied on his father for everything throughout his whole life, and he's just lost all trust in him. So the reaction really ties into our key points of like how vulnerable he is and trusting his father because after he loses all trust, he doesn't really know how to do anything for himself, and he doesn't have anybody to help him. And also um, how his trust was violated and his reaction to that violation. Once Christopher finds out that his father has been lying about the death of his mother and the murder of Wellington, Christopher then he becomes very fearful of his father and he's very scared that his father could possibly murder him as well since he was able to kill a dog. So with this reaction Christopher decides that he's going to run away, and the only place that he has to go to is to his mother's in London. Mind you, he's not seen his mother in a really long time, and he's not quite sure how she will react. So, throughout his journey to London, he faces all the obstacles that he's never had to face before, and he faces, like, really a lot of his fears all by himself without his father by his side. And it's all really new and, like, scary to Christopher because his whole life he's had his father by his side and now he's really by himself. It shows him how independent he is once he gets to London and he realizes he doesn't like being away from home. And his mother takes him back home with his father. Um, and towards the end of the book, Christopher really realizes, like, how much he's grown and how much he's, like, faced that he's not very fearful of anymore. And... He is like more able to look at himself as more independent and he doesn't need all of this reliance on his parents anymore. And he's willing to do new things and work on himself as well. Once you reach the end of the book, you find out that Christopher's black and white perception of trust blinded him to the deception of others. Um, and with this, he you see that he notices how unhealthy it was for him to fully rely on everybody but himself and you see how like 
independent he has become and how he's truly working on being fully reliant on himself but also the moral of the story really of trust is to have a great deal of reliance in yourself but it's also 100% okay to be reliant on other people because throughout your life you will need that help from other people so Christopher really faced um, a lot with his journey to London but uh, and he did it by himself, but he would have succeeded much greatly had he had somebody he could have relied on instead of just being fully by himself. Thanks for listening to our podcast on trust. Uh, we really hope that it made you think about your views on trust and, and all the people you put your trust into and how much reliance you give to them and how vulnerable you are to them as well. So thanks for listening.